Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the Japan Holic Podcast, podcast surrounded by topics all about Japan, anime, and games discussed by one certified Japan Holic. I am your host, Taylor Fry. The reason why I already screwed up the intro in one way because I smirked a little bit is because if you take a look at the surroundings of the video, you'll notice I'm a little decked in the, today's little theme. <laughs> and you can kind of tell by the background if you can see it with its color changing thing and sometimes it being poorly colored. Today I'm going to be doing a little bit of a return series. Um, not really return, because it's technically anime discussions, but I'm going to rename it back to what I originally called it, which is Weeb Reviews. We're, it's back. It's back, boys. Weeb Reviews is finally back, okay? Um, I originally called the like Weeb Reviews ripoff uh, anime discussions because I wanted to kind of stay away from the copyright infringement that I would have done had I done it on this podcast and on the otaku cast but since the otaku cast has been disbanded for about like several months now well and technically there wasn't any copyright in the first place put on the um put on the the, the topic of weeb reviews well i decided to bring it back for my own podcast so uh you know what and i do have a custom intro for this song and you know what i'll play it here just as soon as i get done with this intro a little bit all right as you can tell by the video, if you can already guess by the title of the audio as well, it's going to be Weeb Reviews Domestic Girlfriend. Let's get started. So how is this going to work compared to like the other anime discussions that I've done before like Kokoro Connect? I'm just mainly going to go basically the same route. If nothing, nothing's really that different. It's just custom intro made by another copyrighted song that will get me taken off YouTube probably or blocked from seeing this in Japan possibly. If not blocked from listening to it in Japan. But anyway. Uh, <laughs> thanks Trisale. <laughs> um, well... I made, I actually made a Weeb Reviews video on my channel, which just recently hit a thousand subscribers. Thank you. Um, not so long ago, where, it was, I say not so long ago, but it was last year, middle of 2019, where I made the, the Weeb Reviews video on Domestic Girlfriend when I first watched it, and while it was still going on, and it was like, as of recording that, it was like chapter 229 or 230 as I got done recording it. And editing it and posting it <laughs> but today this one's a more updated version because of the fact that the series is completely done the manga is done everything is done ah, i hit my microphone i'm sorry but no um the manga's been completed the ending's been you know ended <laughs> in a way um i'm going to stay away from the drama that was the ending on twit like what sasuga had to deal with on twitter Two reasons. One, I'm gonna that that would piss me off, <laughs> and I don't want to get angry on this podcast. Um, and two, I already made a video on it on the ch on the channel, and it's gotten decent views, but I didn't expect it to be that big. So there's that. So I'm just gonna talk about my personal opinions on this series, and give off what I think of it, of course. This is no different from like any of the other weeb reviews that I've done in the past, like Hokuto Connect and Eurocamp. Literally no different. Um, and like I said 
in the first vodcast episode where I was talking, I had been like two episodes ago, I talked about how I probably wasn't going to do much editing on the videos. I'll probably do some editing on the videos, possibly like some text or pictures, depending on what exactly I say, if it needs context or if it needs correction, it needs corrected if I can't, if I can't English properly, which that's a big thing on this podcast. Um, there's a chance that that could possibly happen. Who knows? Who knows? So, uh, without further ado, let's go ahead and, and let's just jump right into it, shall we? So, the manga first started being serialized, published in the, you know, the Shonen Jump magazines. I don't think, I think it may have been the Weekly Jump magazine. I'm not, I'm not entirely sure. I forgot. There's so many magazines that serialize mangas and stuff like that in Japan and, um... Either way, it's been going on for six years up to this point. It just ended like last week, and you know, six years—that's a—that's quite a bit of time for a, for a manga series. Okay, some manga series go for about like two, three years, and a lot go for a lot longer than a decade. The happy middle is like five to ten years of a manga being serialized or whatever, or like constantly updated and stuff like that we went 226 no we went 276 uh straight wednesdays with a manga chapter maybe a break here or there i don't want to say straight wednesdays but like you know you get the point i'm trying to make there's 276 chapters is quite a bit of chapters to read okay and um a lot of people don't really like this series because of its whole craziness ordeal that happens as I just picked up the manga off my desk and now I have to re-put it re-like set it up once I get done using it as an example here but um yeah I bought the first manga physical copy um in Japanese and I think it's like one of the only mangas that I've been reading only in Japanese lately because of the fact that it really doesn't it doesn't have an English paperback cover which sucks because I kind of figured that uh, that this that with how popular the series is, it would get an English paperback, but unfortunately, it has not. Um, and I will not say that this book or manga, as I say, uh, is for all ages because there are, especially in the beginning, okay, in the very beginning at least, there's a bunch of eighteen plus images, and um. Yeah, a little nippies here and there. So, I'm not going to say it's for all ages, of course not. But, well, the manga is really good, okay? It's our, Jesus Christ, it fell. Oh, I sat it back up and it fell. <laughs> it scared me. <laughs> anyway, um, the manga is actually really good compared to, like, the art style, okay? So, Suga is really good at her artwork and stuff like that. And, you know... Story aside, if you just take a look at the art of the manga, it is amazing. One of the one of the better looking mangas I've seen in the past like few years. Okay, um, and I will talk about the anime a little bit here in just a couple moments because I mainly just want to talk first about the manga because of course that's mainly what it is. It did get an anime uh, adaptation um, in winter twenty nineteen, which. <sighs> 
Fun fact was the first anime that got me really into anime. It was the first anime that I've ever completed, like television series wise, from start to finish. You know, I probably started a few of them like a few years ago and never finished them. Probably like watched like one episode, dropped it, or watched a movie, but never associated myself with anime because, well, I just didn't want to associate myself with anime. But Domestic Girlfriend changed that and I ended up, well, I ended up not only binging the entire anime in one flippin' night, because I think I think when I first watched it, I watched it like a few days after the last episode came out, if I remember correctly. Maybe like a few hours after the last episode came out. I'm not sure. But I binged it all in one night, and then I read all the chapters of the manga up to that point, which was around 220, around that time. Um, around that. I binged all of those. Okay, well, at least, like, I started on chapter, like, 80-something, okay, where the anime left off, and when I first made the Weeb reviews back in 2019, I said that that was quite absurd, but I'm looking at Kanajo Kaineshimasu, which is getting adaptated here in a couple weeks, and for 12 episodes, it's gonna get four volumes adaptated, which is still roughly around, like, 40 to 50 chapters, so it's kind of up there, but, yeah. Um, but if I'm going to talk about the anime adaptation here, I, I just, hmm, this anime adaptation sucked, okay, compared to the manga. Dial Media has been known for not really doing a good job with animations, like they're very subpar, very subpar, I'll give it that. Um, but Dial Media adapted this series here, as you can see by the Blu-ray cover, bought it by Sentai, thank you, uh, thank you Sentai, um, Sounds weird, doesn't it? Anyway, um, but I bought it. I bought the Blu-ray and uh, just a couple days ago, actually. Um, and I made an unboxing video that will be posted here in the next couple of weeks. I don't know when, though. I don't know when. But um, anyway, the anime adaptation of Domestic Girlfriend is just... It falls flat on many different reasons. Um, when I look at the staff, the series composer, I think that's... Series Compositioner? Yeah, Series Compositioner. Um, or Composer. Literally, they, they're the almost the same thing, but you say them differently in a way. He's known for making Air Manga Sensei as well. Like, he was the Series Composer for that series as well. Um, which also suffered from a kind of iffy anime adaptation. It was good, but when you look at his resume as well, like other anime adaptations that he did, it just falls flat. He falls flat on so many levels. Not only that, but like, just if you read the first 40 chapters of the manga, you'll know that, yeah, there was a lot of stuff cut out from the manga. There was a lot of stuff, like, change, a little, there was a little change, little bit of changes in the manga. Because, you know, Rui's signature pout face that comes from the anime well in the anime adaptation it was made to look more serious than the manga if you look at the manga that's kind of where the issue falls with the anime adaptation as i point to that example as it be the, the example is the anime made it more melodramatic made it more serious and made it more like more like a soap opera which in the manga, it really didn't do that. It was serious, but it had comedy. Like, a lot of comedy. Okay? And 
Now, I understand, like, getting rid of, like, some of the more explicit scenes or censoring them or whatever, but the anime uh, adaptation got rid of, like, a lot of minor things that could have made a lot of difference in the in the in the end um and to answer everybody's old like good old question of whether or not it'll get season two no there's no way unless it gets picked up by another studio which that's a whole different ball game in the first place it's like it was tough it was it took like what about 18 years before fruits baskets could get readaptated by uh tms i think it was tms entertainment i think that's who it was I think, uh, but there's no way, there's no way this thing's going to get readaptated, okay, or at least a season two picked up by a different studio, I don't see it, okay, I mean, I have hope, but honestly though, with Diomedia, they're not known for making season twos, and not a lot of stuff is known for switching studios for a second season, if that. There's some, I mean, like, One Punch Man switched studios, but, you know, for its season two, but I don't see it with this one, because One Punch Man kind of is a bigger show compared to Domestic Nakano show, if, if you could be surprised by that, let me know, if not, then, okay, you join the rest of the party, because no one's surprised by that. Um, One Punch Man has a lot of freaking chapters, but, I mean, a lot of good chapters, you know, One Punch Man's actually pretty popular. As a girlfriend's popular in a few ways that aren't good. <laughs> so, enough of talking about the mangas and animes. Uh, the adaptation-wise. Let's just talk about the story and the characters and what I think of everything. Now, this one's going to be a long episode because there's 276 chapters that I'm going to be going over. Um, at least for the most part. I'll try and sum them down, but just, just an FYI, spoilers ahead if you haven't caught up with the manga or finished it. There will be spoilers. I will reveal who the winner was. <sighs> let's get, <laughs> let's get to it. Alright. So, story. I mean, everybody knows the story if you're listening to this. So, you know, Natsuo sleeps with Rui to try and get rid of Hina. You know who's his teacher they both become you know you know they all become one big happy family and then it's just a love triangle personally for me like i've watched and read a bunch of like love triangles ish kind of mangas like nisa koi for example um what was like uh quintessential quintuplets okay and you know as much as i really don't want to say this i also watch citrus i also read citrus yeah, I don't want to review <laughs> the whole reason why I kind of stopped recording weeb reviews like mainly for the channel because at first it was just mainly for the channel, but I was going to go like down the list of my watch order and my next one was going to be Citrus, but I was like, mm -mm, mm -mm, mm -mm. and I never got to that video and I'll probably end up having to do that. I'll have to end up probably rewatching it or doing something with it because in a couple weeks on this podcast, I do have something special that I want to do in the next few weeks. And I'll probably talk about that in next week's episode. So, there's that. Um, anyway, continuing on with Nakano Show. Um, so, my opinion, okay, after watching the anime, reading up to the point in the manga, um, I really, I, like, a lot of people didn't like this story, okay? And a lot of people didn't like, you know, its flow or arcs or characters or, you know, 
combine maybe one or two of the the factors I just said. But to me, I kind of loved all of them. I mean, in a way, I just I kind of felt like some of the side characters were too much of side characters, and they weren't like necessarily a big thing in like especially in the anime, especially in the anime. Like once you get into the um like the the arc where Rui's in New York City training to be like a professional chef and stuff like that. Side characters become like freaking main characters, of course, in her end. But when like back in home or whatever, it's not so and Hina and those two, you know, and those and the side characters there are just freaking side characters. So yeah. Um so, you know, once the story got more and more into it, you know, the side characters mainly some of them, some of them mainly became more main characters, whereas, you know, like Alex and Momo, you know, once they had their share in the first, like, you know, in the beginning, like, especially in the anime, uh, they fell off the face of the earth, and, you know, once Momo had her moment, she was never seen from again for, like, many, many chapters. You know, if I could do something a little bit different, like, if you're gonna, you know, give this character time to shine, gotta give her time to shine a lot throughout the manga. Okay, like have her become a potential third, a third person in the in the mix of love triangles or whatever in the and make it a love square. I don't know, but I mean, you know, in the end, everybody found happiness, of course. You know, and we got to see everybody, but you know, when you watch the anime and Momo becomes like a huge, like a huge stick, okay, in the mud here or whatever, however that scene goes, you know, it's like. She could have been a whole lot, like, big of a character had, you know, it, she would have been written a whole lot better. But I'm not going to, you know, I'm not going to diss Asuga's story writing at all, okay? Because, you know, you know, everybody's different with story writing, but that would have been how I would have done it. I would have made Alex been a bigger guy because he was featured quite a bit in the early stages of the story. And so was Momo. So I figured, you know, make it a five, you know, five main cast, you know, two boys, three females, Paul and Isakor, you know what? Who gives a shit? <laughs> um, so, as, you know, as the story progresses on, and you know, um, you get the you know the character developments of Natsuo, the character developments of Hina, Rui, for the most part, you know, even the 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 mom and the dad of the family, of course. Um, you then start to realize that, you know, Hina, you know, has always had this thing about her that she was already happy as she was a little bit you know like after her time with um Natsuo you know and she didn't really need him per se well actually that's more of Dewey never mind that's more of Rui I was more speaking of Rui's end sorry especially near the end you know once everything like comes together like at the end of the story, you know, you realize that, you know, Rui doesn't really need Natsuo. It's more of Hina needs Natsuo. Okay. And as much as I, you know, hate to admit that because I'm a Rui fan, you know, and wrong girl won, might I add. <laughs> but I'm not going to say the wrong girl won and then you know, not accept the ending. I'm saying the wrong girl won, but I understand why she won. Why Hina ended up getting with Natsuo and marrying and live happily after the end. But, 
you know, it's just unfortunate if you're a, a Rui fan, okay? Because Rui, you know, is that cute girl, of course. You know, if you watch the anime and you read the manga, you realize that's like, yeah, Rui is the better girl in some cases. If you are a Hina stan, probably disagree, which is fine. Because I completely, I didn't like Hina's personality, to be honest. But, then again, I, I did enjoy, I, I, I still enjoyed the ending. You know, everybody was happy, which was fine, I don't care. You know, if everybody's happy, I'm happy. I don't, you know, nobody dies. I mean, Hina almost did, because she was out cold for six fucking years. More than that, possibly. Um, but that, that kind of puts me into, like, another topic I want to talk about. This is, like, really towards the ending. It's just a pet peeve of mine, but I really hate time skips in mangas. I really hate time skips. Because it just feels like, uh, okay, I can understand, like, maybe a small time skip, like a week, a month, maybe a few months... But when you get past six months to a year to over a year to five years, that's when I'm like, I don't know about this one, bro. I don't know. I mean, I know you probably can't stretch the story out for that long for like five years. But, you know, if you could have just had that one kind of like moment, like one chapter where you get filled in on what exactly happens in between the five years that we missed out on. Like, even though that's not, you know, the way that I would write a story, I would I would still say, you know what, it's better than just skipping it and just say, yeah, you know, five years, nothing happened. Who cares? It's five years later. You know, nothing happened. Boring life. You know, boring stuff. Who cares? It's like, there could have been some development in there, but, I mean, I'm not going to, I'm not going to, I'm not gonna, you know, say it's the worst ending in the entire history of mangas. No. <laughs> it's like the time skips do happen, but I just didn't, I just don't like them. That's just a pet peeve of mine. A, like a very slight pet peeve of mine. I just don't like time, time skips in mangas. Okay. Like very long time skips. Okay. You know, sometimes if it is to like build up tension or drama, you know, in like relationship mangas or dramas. I don't care. Okay, that's fine. Because um, sometimes it does work fine. In some cases. But it, this instance, the way that it was executed? Uh-uh. No. Not the way that I would have done it. Not the way that I would have done it, to be quite frankly honest. Um. But, you know, if I had to, like, you know, give off, like, points and stuff like that on these, you know, um... On, like, the story, the characters, uh, the designs of the characters, like, you know, the art style, the art style, of course, um, and then going to, like, anime stuff, like, the animation itself, and the music, which, you know, it'd be, like, three things from the original, yeah, three things from the original story, two things that come from the adaptation of the, of the anime, um, so... I'm going to go ahead and say, like, character-wise, like, development-wise, 276 chapters, and all of it mainly develops the characters in some way, shape, or form. And I really appreciate that. I mean, like, yeah, that takes a long time to read, but if when you actually read it, like, even the, like, small chapters that feel like nothing end up being something big in the next, like, 
several volumes or whatever down the line once you know the future becomes more clear and bright which in in my in in which case you know the ending's coming up you know that's what i meant to say so you know when i was reading the manga like while it was still going on while i was at work it had my little time like my little break time where i would just sit in the break room read the manga real like the newest manga chapter okay sometimes i felt like well why did we need that chapter and then Chapter 276 comes out, it's like, oh, so chapter, like, 237 or 239, those chapters actually meant something, instead of just, like, a useless chapter. I'm not saying those two are, they could be, I don't remember all the chapters, to be honest, mainly because some of them just, you know, still to this day, like, at the end, some of it really didn't matter, but you still had, it's like, oh, you know, you know about this character pretty much down to the down to the T, down to their freaking nail lengths or hair length, depending on male or female. I don't freaking know. Um, so like, you know, story-wise, characters and developments, well, character development, I meant to say, you know, that's like a very high, like eight or a nine. Okay. Um, cause like I said before, it, you know, probably one of the better kind of like developments you could get out of the story okay they don't feel rushed uh in some cases it feels super slow that's one of the cons so character development is an eight in my eyes um the story well let's get to the story shall we how did i think of the story okay well as much as i really really didn't like who won Okay, I didn't. I really thought Rui should have won, but looking at the story of each of the characters, and you realize that if Rui won, basically Hina would have been fucked over in every single way possible. Like you look at only like the Hina parts of the chat of the story, where it's like she lost her job because of him in the relationship to try and save their reputation. She almost gets stabbed. Okay. She gets ran the fuck over by a car and loses, you know, five to 10 years of her life. I don't remember the exact number, to be honest. There was a time skip. And then there was like another slight time skip for the wedding. So I want to say it was probably... Seven years, I think. She lost like seven years of her life or whatever. And you know, she ends up winning. And then you look over at Rui, who, you know, she's had a few like racist incidents in the New York City arc. But she was never, she wasn't really treated as badly as Hina. Okay. In terms of like physical damage to her body. Just, you know, emotional health and mental health sometimes just got the best of her. So, you know, looking at it from the story-wise, yeah, of course Hita should have won. <laughs> I'm saying this as a Rui stan, remember? So, yeah, as much as, like, the people over on Twitter, which, let me, let me say this before I give the score, never go on Twitter if you are a mangaka or a novelist or if you don't want to get pissed off at comments to your favorite mangaka or novelist. Whew. 
Cause that drama deserves a whole new pod, a whole podcast episode to itself. But I'm not gonna do it. Mm-mm. You could look that up yourself on your, like your own video or whatever. I'm not doing it. I'm not doing it whatsoever. But you know, story wise, okay, looking at it from the standpoint of like the characters, okay, because character development plays a role in the stories. Of course they do. I will have to say that the story itself has to be at least a another eight. I give it like another eight. I mean, it's not perfect. And in some ways feels like a like a inconsistent kinda inconsistent in terms of like pacing. Cause it starts off slow, goes a little fast, but then just goes extremely slow for like, you know, when Rui goes to New York City. It just feels extremely slow. Cause then it's like she's in New York City for like half the fucking series, let's be quite honest. And then it goes like a little, it like speeds up a little bit. And then near the end, it's just like 200 miles per hour into a brick wall if you're a Rui fan. <laughs> or into the finish, into the finish line, finishing first if you're a Hinas fan. Literally, it could go either or. Oh, <laughs> uh, lordy. So going on to art style of the manga, okay? Art style and animation, the anime adaptations are going to be a little bit different. Just saying. Because, you know, it's it, in this situation, it's clearly different. So, but anyways. Um, to me, I really, I really do think that the art style of this manga is probably up there in like the top 10 of one of my favorite mangas in terms of art. Like, no story, no characters, just like based on the art itself, like the pictures of the manga itself. I'll be open to a page that is not filled with sex and nudity because good lord i don't want that oh i found one okay i'm gonna pull this one up here okay just looking at the art style of the manga itself it looks i mean you can see the comedic side of the manga of course yeah i mean it comedy there's bits of comedy in here if you didn't know that but let me see where i could find a serious one real quick um, but when the actual manga gets serious, if I can freaking find a page here, uh, yeah, about right, right on the, right here, somewhat right here. It's not the most serious in the first volume, but it is one of the serious ones. You know, you can clearly see that there is some differences there between comedy and seriousness. But I still say that it's one of my favorites in terms of um, art style. So I'll give it about, I'll give it a nine because it's not perfect, but it is definitely one of my favorites in terms of art style. Um, especially, especially like the cover arts. Let me tell you, let me tell you before I move on to, uh, to the adaptation. Okay. Cover arts, all, all of the cover arts. Okay. Are fucking beautiful. Shit. Okay. I think especially like volume 22. 22 or 23, may have been 25 even. Oh my god, even then, those three covers, beautiful. Oh my god, <laughs> they're beautiful. So, that's another reason why I want to collect this manga once an English paperback comes out. Which I do believe will, because I'm confident about that. So, let's get to the anime adaptation scores and stuff like that. What I think of it. Well, in terms of animation 
or just overall the adaptation. I unfortunately have to give this one a low score because the animation's good, but it's not it like I said earlier, it fails to to bring the same mood as the manga where the serious is serious but over serious and where the comedy is melodramatic and they also made it to where it feels like a soap opera in many ways than one with the the very low music you know and even uh like background music i mean obviously and like very like not so serious tones in the Seiyu's voices. And like, even in the most surprising, like when, you know, there's supposed to be excitement or whether there's supposed to be like incredibleness or like a little bit of happiness. The adaptation just fails to bring some of that mood because of its kind of melodramatic-ish kind of animation. I, I, I hate to say that because I really love this series, but... I unfortunately just have to give it like a five. Like the animation's good, but literally it's that's it. Okay? It's not great. It's not amazing. It's not perfect. I mean, there's a lot of other shows that I've seen before that have better animation than this. I mean, Aramanga Sensei, of course. <laughs> um, and that was made by the same series compositioner. Can't even speak. <laughs> Dang it. Okay. Now then. This one, though, I wanted to really talk about this one on its own because I because I really have to judge an anime based on openings and endings because I always do. OK, I separately as well. The opening to Domestic Girlfriend's anime adaptation is best anime opening of 2019. Fuck what you have to say. <laughs> Love Dramatic is second. Very close second. But Minimi's Crying for Rain is number one in my book. Obviously. I mean, it's so powerful. Okay? In every single way. In way more ways than one. Okay? I cannot tell you how much I love this song. Okay? Every one of Minimi's songs that is currently out right now. Beautiful. I mean. It is a shame though. That unfortunately... The, the opening got wasted on this kind of anime adaptation. A lot of people think the same thing, okay? Um, it should have went with some of the other open... Or uh, should have went with the other more dramatic relationship shows. I think it would have fit the We Never Learned series just a little bit. But also would have been... I don't know. It's difficult. It's difficult. I mean, I'm not going to put it with Citrus. Because that would just... That would hurt me even more than a messed girlfriend, let me tell you. But, you know, there was that. And then the endings, which was uh, Wagamama, I think that's what it was called, uh, by Alicia. I think it's Alicia. Alisa Takahashi? I'm not sure. I haven't listened to that song in a few weeks, actually. And I keep forgetting the artist's name. I'll pop it up on the screen, but, I mean, if you're watching the video, of course. Um, but that one was, like really good too like very calming i mean i'm a metalhead but i still enjoyed that song and as well as the the um the other song by her that was always okay which reminds me of the kill switch engage song i don't know why i don't know why but 
I give the openings and the endings 10 out of 10. Straight 10 out of 10 fire. Like, absolutely. Crying for rain and Wagon Mama. Perfect combination, to be honest. To be honest. Um, and with that, oh, my phone's dead, so I can't calculate this. Never mind. Oh, it's not. Okay. But I'll calculate it in a minute anyways, because I can't do math in my head right now. Um, so, I mean, I really enjoyed, like, like, like I said before, I really enjoyed the Domestic Girlfriend series. It's just, I really think that the anime adaptation just fell flat on its face and needs another chance in a lot of ways. It needs to be picked up by a different studio and it kind of needs to be redone in the first season. Like, forget the 2019 one happened. Because in a way, this kind of feels like the Fruits Baskets equivalent, but it won't be that unless it gets adapted, readapted, excuse me, all the way in like 2030 or something. No, 20 like 35. Would have been 2035 if we're talking real time here. I never really did mention anything about like the point five chapters, but that's just mainly because those are like special chapters. Um, but while we're on the subject of that, I've never really talked much about like the 18 plus side of things because, of course. There are those in this manga series, like I said before. Um, the one thing that, like, I feel like is forgotten about halfway through the series is those kinds of scenes. Like, if you do not read the point five chapters, like, at all, you'll run into, you know, the 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 nips and the butts and the, the, the thighs. Mm. <laughs> the thighs. But you'll run into those three, like, real early in the manga. I mean, like, real early. Okay, and you'll run into those a lot throughout like the first like two, three, maybe four volumes. But once you get past like the 10th volume or something like that, there's a fucking fly in here. <laughs> get out of here. Get out of here. Get out of here. Stupid fly. Once you get past like the 10th volume or whatever, you'll probably realize, oh, yeah, I haven't seen much of those lately other than the point five chapters. They're not really in the story all that much. They're there every once in a while. There's probably, like, one little part in every volume after volume 10, but after, like, volume 10, you're rarely finding one in every single chapter, like you were in the first four volumes. Would you be surprised if you go a freaking chapter without one? <laughs> but other than the, you know... That's, that's like the one thing I'm pretty sure nobody else really mentions about this series. It's the fact that it starts off very lewd. And then just gets slightly less and less lewd as the series goes on. And I'm ashamed that it didn't even end very lewd either. <laughs> Am I, should I be proud of that though? I don't know. I really don't know. <laughs> I mean, my final thoughts on the series before I end off this episode. Because it's been quite a long episode, I, say, I should say. Um is obviously if you can tell i love this series okay would i recommend watching it no would i recommend reading it yes obviously because you know outside of the story okay if you actually read how dramatic it could really be at times and you know when it's serious it's like freaking serious i would say I would read it again and again if I could, but kind of falls into the whole thing of like, yeah, I've already know I already know what's gonna happen, so I probably won't reread it. That's just me. Like I said a couple weeks ago, where 
you know, if you're rewatching an anime series, would you love it more if you watched it the second time? I mean, eh. I mean, as somebody who's a Rui fan, probably not, because eh, seeing the best girl lose. I mean, she still ends up happy, but pfft, still depressing. That's very depressing. Um, But I understand why a lot of people fly still here. Fly is still here. I missed it. I can, I can understand why a lot of people don't want to associate themselves with this series. Like, as a reader. Um, because there are a lot of flaws in the series and I, I can see the flaws, but I also could say, you know what? It's what makes the series good in some way. <laughs> I mean, you know, it, the story's not perfect. Like I've said before, but I really don't think it's the worst thing to ever grace our gracious anime earth. Okay, um, that would go to Citrus. That would go to Citrus. Sorry. <laughs> Sorry to anybody who's actually a fan of that series, which may not be common, thankfully. Um, <laughs> now I'm going to get comments um, and one-star reviews on like iTunes or whatever, and then, you know, I'm, I'm going to read it. It's going to be like, this man, this my favorite anime, Citrus, one-star, one out of ten hate this podcast, don't diss my anime citrus, it's like, uh, when a series makes me feel physically ill on the last episode, that's a problem, that is a problem, that, ladies and gentlemen, was my second anime that I completed after Domestic Girlfriend, fuck me, <laughs> god damn it, okay, so, Okay, like I said before, you know, to address, like, some people who would say, like, never read this, or to address people who would say, like, you know, they don't like this series because of, like, the story or whatever. I'm trying to convince people that, yes, the story is kind of flawed, and some things in the story would never happen in a situation in real life that this were to happen in real life, but... Maybe it could have. Who knows? Maybe they're just a special three of a kind, maybe. But, I mean, after reading all 276 chapters and looking at all the, noticing at least, all the character developments and the beautiful art styles, of course. Basically, what I'm trying to say here is that if you do end up you know, reading Domestic Girlfriend again, or if you somehow made it through this podcast episode, it was like, oh, I'm gonna, you know, start reading it now for whatever reason. You know, just know that, yeah, it's not perfect, but, you know, my experience was very positive. And a lot of people don't say it, it's that good, but it's like, I want to say if this was like a Steam reviews, it would have been very mixed. Okay, like very mixed between positive and negative reviews. Because, you know, obviously most of the negative reviews would say like, oh, it's incest. Or, oh, it's, you know, the story is like a dumpster fire. And it's like, it is in some ways. But then again, that's kind of what makes it good. I mean, Dumpster fires can be cool to look at, you know? Uh, that's a quote that I'll live by till the day I die, possibly, and that's probably something I'm going to regret saying in a few years when we have a big dumpster fire of an anime adaptation. I'm going to hate it for the rest of my life. I will possibly save this quote for later, too. 
But my overall thoughts and opinions on Domestic Girlfriend and my final score for this show is 7.8. Or 7, yeah, 7.8. So I average out the scores here. It's very, in a way, like, if you watch it, just watch it. It's like, it, that's very forgettable. The anime adaptation is very, very, very forgettable outside of the opening and ending, okay? But if you end up reading it, it's possibly, okay, like, anime adaptation-wise, it's like a like a 5. But, like, manga-wise, it's like a 7.8. So, yeah, it's kind of split there, even. <laughs> um, but reading the manga to Domestic Girlfriend, uh... It's a lot better than watching the anime adaptation. I'll say that. I'll say that before ending up this episode, this week's episode. Um, I may start off recording the podcast episodes every week now. Um, setting it up is a fucking hassle, though. This this microphone here is not the easiest to move around. And camera is not set up correctly, to be honest. Not the way that I originally wanted it to. But hey, that's whatever. Um, so yeah, before I end up leaving, I just want to say, like... Like, a few quick things before I end up this week's episode. Um, a little bit to do with the YouTube channel and a little bit to do with the podcast itself. Uh, I just recently hit 1,000 subscribers just a few days ago, actually. Um, and I made my 1,000 subscriber thank you video. And um, I just I still can't thank you guys enough for those 1,000 subscribers that, you know. And it's still growing ever so slightly to this day. I figured I was going to be stuck at, like, 1,000. But, no, it's gained a little bit over time. Excuse me, which I'm happy about. Um, one thing that I would like to say about this podcast, though, is that I do have, like, another series dedicated... Excuse me. God damn it. One thing I would like to say about this... Anim this, uh, fucking shit. One thing I would like to say about this podcast before I end off as well is in two weeks, I do have something special planned out as, like, a series. And, um, possibly starting in July, I'll possibly start uploading podcast episodes every Wednesdays and Saturdays. And then um, it'll probably be like an every other month kind of thing where it'll be like um, one month will be just Wednesdays. The next month will be Wednesdays and Saturdays. But I, that really just depends on how much time I have with this, this series, with this, just how much time I have in general. So be on the lookout for that in case those, those things end up happening, which they could, who knows. But anyways, guys, I'm going to tune off for this uh, podcast episode here. If you did enjoy this podcast episode, whether you watch the video on YouTube or whether you listen to it on Spotify, iTunes, Google Podcast, TuneIn, Stitcher, literally wherever you get your podcast, you know, go ahead and, you know, give a favorite, follow, subscribe, like, comment, rate, share, literally do all the good things in life for this series because uh, it helps me out a lot and I just really, I just can't thank you guys enough for all the support that I've been getting in the past few months. So, yeah, there's that. Uh, anyways, guys, my name is Ben uh, Taylor. Oh, my name's Ben. My name's Taylor, the certified Spanaholic. I'm signing off. Thank you all so much for tuning in to this podcast episode. And I'll see you next week for another Spanaholic podcast episode. Thank you. Good night. Stay safe.